With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded, so if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean I'm not going to read it because it's already happened, it's in the past, it's pre-recorded, and no one's going to see it anyway, but here's the worst bit, you might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of everybody's time, and so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5pm UK time, on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C, Feldman. There's a new threat to our way of life. An affliction that's spreading fast and causing untold misery. Known on the street as antibac or soap, there's a pandemic of people injecting antibacterial gel into their veins. It's ruining lives. It's destroying families. It's even causing death. Injecting antibacterial gel. Just say no. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Leeds, Alec Feldman. Lennon Stella, that was jealous. Good afternoon, one and all. This is Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hello. Hi. Thanks for hanging out. I'm live. I'm actually here this week. I was almost live last week, by which I mean I pre-recorded the show, but I pre-recorded the last bit of the show about 10 minutes before it actually got, like, broadcast. But it was, for all intents and purposes, pre-recorded. But look, I'm actually here. I'm, I'm really here. Is there something I can do to, like, prove it to you? Okay. I can tell you right now on the BBC News homepage, the top story, seek urgent medical care if needed, public told. There we go. That's what's happening at 3.09 on the 25th of April. I'm really here. It's me. You can text me if you want and I'll I'll reply, maybe, when I, when I ask for it. So I'm on. Hello. How is everybody doing? Are we okay? Yes? Weekly check-in? All good? Good. 
happy days. Um, I've had a, an interesting week. Weirdly, quite a lot has happened, which I feel like hasn't been the case for quite a long time. Stuff has actually happened to me this week. I'm excited about this because I can tell you about it. I have content. It's great. So I will tell you about the things that have happened at some point before the end of the show. I've decided I need a new career. I've had an idea. I want your help working out exactly what this career should be. I've just got the rough idea. I need help working out the specifics. I will talk to you about this after four o'clock. Also, I found out this week, I've been sharing a kitchen cupboard. Yep, sharing a cupboard. I'll, I'll tell you exactly who or what with at about 20 past four. I've also got news to bring you on a child with an unfortunate name. And in a bit, I would like to talk about weird walk sightings from your daily exercise. Because I've had a fair few this week. It's been a good week for seeing unusual things plus the return it had a week off last week of someone zooming you i've even made a jingle for it this is this is exciting no more shouting over it it's got it's got a proper thing now kind of so you can look forward to that and we'll find out who is zooming me the return of good luck down bad lockdown where we find out which of all your favorite famouses are having a good time and which ones are just kind of embarrassing themselves and not looking that great really and a six second guide as well that's all coming up on the show between now and five o'clock don't move don't breathe don't make direct eye contact just sit and absorb the audio that is emitting from your audio device i thank you very much also if you like songs i'm gonna play some songs too i've got selena gomez's song i've also got a song by olivia rodrigo which i believe is from a high school musical album and I have a song by 21 Pilots. I also have other songs that you'll find out about in due course. Before I play those songs, I'm going to do a bit more talking, if that's all right with you. It's time for This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. I've got three lessons that I've learned in my life this week. Some wisdom to impart. And actually, this is, this is almost useful wisdom. This, well, kind of. I've got, I've got two useful lessons. And a quite trivial lesson, which I will elaborate on in about five minutes time. Lesson number one this week, I learned job interviews. You think they kind of went all right. Most of the time, they didn't. Um, you, you may be able to tell that I'm slightly salty about a job interview. Not salty as such, just disappointed. I had a job interview. My, my uni career ends in one month and two days. I, that's when I submit my final assignment. That's when I will be done with uni, which is quite a mad thought. After that, I, I won't lie, I've got a lot going on. I know there's a global pandemic on, and so it's quite hard to make plans. But I, I had a virtual job interview last Monday, which was interesting. And actually not that awkward, it kind of went quite well in terms of like the technology perspective. And I thought the question perspective, but shock horror, I didn't get the job. No job for me. Um, and I was I was kind of sad about that because I was like, oh, amazing. Wouldn't it be great if I could leave uni and actually have a job to go into in the middle of a global pandemic? How useful would that be? But it's not happening. So I'm just going to sit tight. But the lesson here for when you are at a point in your life when you have to please other people in order to obtain employment and thus get money to exchange for goods and services. If you think the job interview went kind of all right, you're probably wrong. It, it probably went terribly like mine on a similar note this week i've learned that reading a whole page of reasons that you don't get a job is kind of 
a bit tough because they just obviously you didn't get the job so they're saying exactly why they didn't like you and when you're like me and you have quite a sensitive ego it bruises easily and so just reading a whole page of people being like we didn't like this we didn't like that we weren't confident in this we were skeptical about that it's just like oh why are you being so mean to me so that's kind of hard feedback kind of not all it's cracked up to be if you're of a, a fragile ego disposition but those are the two kind of vaguely useful life lessons that I've got for you this week. That might actually be useful to you in some way, shape or form. This next life lesson is probably not going to be useful, except possibly in a pub quiz, of which there are quite a lot at the moment. You know you know the song Barbara Streisand by Duck Sauce? I, if you don't know what it is, in about five minutes, I'll play you a little clip so you can hear what it sounds like for yourself. Just bear that in, in mind. That song... It's a lie. It's all a lie. And I'll tell you why soon. I had a revelation yesterday and I'm, I'm still shook right now. I'm going to tell you more about that this in a second. Just to round up though, job interviews. If you think they went well, they probably didn't. Don't read a page of reasons that you're rubbish because it just makes you feel a bit rubbish. Barbara Streisand by Duck Sauce. It's a lie. And I'll tell you why next. After this, from Selena Gomez, it's Boyfriend on Wizard Radio. Listen, pop stars who are listening to the show right now, can we just have a little break from songs called Boyfriend? There have been too many recently. We just we need some time off, okay? There's too many. It's getting confusing. Come up with a more creative title. That was a song called Boyfriend, unbelievably, by Selena Gomez. Don't get it mixed up with any other songs recently called Boyfriend, including but not limited to Justin Bieber and Mabel. That's Selena Gomez's take on a song called Boyfriend. Good. <laughs> I'm Ali Farber, it's Wizard Radio. Hi. Are you doing okay this afternoon? I'm going to play you a song off the High School Musical soundtrack next. First, though, I had a revelation. I told you about this just a second ago. The song Barbara Streisand by Duck Sauce. You can hear it in the background. If you don't remember it even by hearing it in the background, I also have for you a clip of what it actually sounded like, including the 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 lyrics can you call them that maybe here's what it sounds like barbara streisand we all know that song right i don't quite know why it exists but it's it's 10 years old almost it's by a band called duck sauce and the only words to that song are Barbara Streisand, And that, you know, it came about and everyone just kind of accepted it. They're like, yeah, this is this is a banger, this is a good song. Barbara Streisand, Duck Sauce, love it. Woo! Barbara Streisand. And at least that's how I reacted to it. And I've I've remembered it fondly in the years that have passed since this song was released. I'll be honest, I haven't given it much thought. I just, it's nice if it comes on, you're like, oh yeah, Barbara Streisand, Duck Sauce, great, let's listen to that. It's all a lie, and I discovered this yesterday, in a kitchen, because there was a speaker on, there were songs playing, there were other people in the kitchen, it wasn't just me. And the songs that were playing, I feel like it was probably the best of Boney M, or Boney M's greatest hits. Boney M, who are Boney M? It's a good question. They're like a, a disco band 
from the 70s. The only reason I've ever heard of them is because of two things. They did a Christmas song. Um, I can't remember what the Christmas song was called, but it occasionally comes up on those like top 500 Christmas song countdowns on the like music channels. And you see them, and it's dated quite badly. It looks very, very old. There's that. There was also this song about a Russian healer called Rasputin from the 1917-ish roundabout. That didn't make sense. Let's just hear it. say before i forgot english was that that's from like rasputin lived in the 1900s around about uh, maybe slightly earlier than 1917 he was very involved in the russian royal family at the time and they did a song about him that is boney m that is why i'm aware of the existence of this west german 70s disco band boney m i hadn't given them much thought either two things in the world that i'd never given much thought to duck sauce barbara streisand the song and the band Boney M. And yet yesterday, in this kitchen, with the songs playing, those two worlds collided. Boom. Just like that. Duck Sauce, Boney M, went on like a, a collision course for each other, and it imploded. Because a song came on by Boney M. From the best of Boney M, or whatever the album was called. I mean, it probably wasn't an album, it was a Spotify playlist. This is what that song sounded like. come on i heard like the opening bars that famous like opening riff and i was like oh wow it's duck sauce by barbara streisand i haven't heard that song for ages and i was really really excited to hear it and then the singing started and i was like hang on a minute this isn't duck sauce there there are words and they didn't say barbara streisand what's going on here and i suddenly realized that all this time barbara streisand by duck sauce it's been a lie it just, it's not like an original song. Mr. Duck Sauce didn't sit down one day and be like, I'm going to write a song. It's going to have a great like riff and a great chorus and a great drop. And the only words are going to be Barbara Streisand. Instead, he heard this Boney M song and thought, wow, what if I sample this song, but change the words to Barbara Streisand, which is still, you know, an unusual thought process. But he, it's not as good as writing a song just to have the words Barbara Streisand. He sampled Boney M, this 70s disco band, who I thought only ever did the song about Rasputin, the Christmas song. No, they had another song that was, it became Barbara Streisand by Doc Sauce. I just found this really hard to comprehend. I feel like everything I know is now not true. And I put this on my Twitter. I said, did anybody else realize that the song Barbara Streisand by Doc Sauce is 99% just a sample of another song? 44.4% of people called me an ignorant fool and said, duh. Of course, that's obvious. And I just had, I had no idea. And so that, that was kind of a shock to me, that Barbara Streisand is just a sample. But then it got more interesting, because I got a message from my friend Ben. And Ben said, you won't believe this. Not only is it a sample of Boney M, the Boney M song is a sample as well. What? Mind blown. 
what's going on? This song, it just repeats throughout history. And the original, 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 as far as I can tell, this is the earliest existence of that, like, that riff. Is from a song by a German, are they like a techno band, maybe? What, how would Wikipedia describe their genre? Um, oh no, they're, oh, I don't know. They're a German band, basically, called Night Train. I th- are they German? Yes, because they sing this song in German. And listen, it's Barbara Streisand again. My mission is by the It's from 1973. It's called Hallo Bibelbahn, which I think translates as Hello Small Train. And that became the Boney M song. And that became Barbara Streisand by Duck Sauce. I just th- I think it's kind of crazy that that song has just lived for so much longer than I ever knew. I've had a musical education, basically. All, all songs can be traced back to some random 70s German band. I think that's the conclusion we can come to from this. Amazing. So that is that is probably the best and most shocking thing I've learned all week. That Barbara Streisand by Duck Sauce samples Boney M, which itself samples a German band, Night Train. Go tell your friends and family. They'll be mildly surprised, I'm sure. Moving on to weird things that we've seen on our daily exercise. We'll talk about that in a second. First, though, it's Olivia Rodrigo. And all I want, this is Wizard Radio. Olivia Rodrigo and All I Want on Wizard Radio. That song is from High School Musical the series, the soundtrack. And I've just been reading about High School Musical the series. So it's a series about the school that was featured in the High School Musical film because it's a real school. But it it's a I can't get my head around this. The series is about the real school and the film is about the set in the school. But the series is about the film that was set in the the, the school. I, I can't... What? I don't understand. It's like a documentary about the school, except it's also itself fictional. And in the school, this this fictional real school, they decide to put on a performance of High School Musical, the musical, and the TV show's about... The, I, oh, I can't. I, no, it's too much. I, uh, no, great. High School Musical, the series. It sounds wonderful. And that song is from it. Hi. <laughs> I'm Alec Feldman. Hello. Have you been getting out on your one daily exercise then? The one trip out of the house that you're allowed per day? Because we're in lockdown, baby. That's how things are at the moment. And, you know, I'm kind of getting used to it. It is what it is. As long as you get out for one one exercise a day, then you'll be okay. I've been doing that. I've been going on walks. I've been going on bike rides. I've fallen back in love with cycling, genuinely. It's it's incredible when you actually have a bike that doesn't injure you because it's so small. And I've seen a few things that have kind of caught my eye or just caught my attention and gone, ha, huh, that's quite funny. One of which was a school. A school that on the wall outside had got a company to print onto like metal plastic the individual letters to make up a sign that they then had someone attached to the wall that said this is a good school Ofsted 2019 they spent money on that and that that's permanent 
like they can't get rid of that easily. If officers had come round and they're like, oh dear, this school's gone downhill, it's terrible, give them a really bad report, they're gonna have to send someone up there to take down all these letters one by one from their wall and they've just wasted a lot of money. I thought that was quite funny that this school has done that, especially as I was looking into the history of this school because I'm bored. I thought I'd Google it to see if anyone else has noticed this sign. And I found out that it was the school that was attended by Noel and Liam Gallagher when they were kids. And I was thinking, if this is the school that Noel and Liam Gallagher went to, why would you not get that put on a sign? Because that will never change. They can't not have gone to that school because it's in the past. It's fact. It's happened. Whereas Offset, they can change their rating whenever they like. So that was, that was kind of funny. Entertain me a bit. I also saw um, a group of kids. Kids? Yeah, I guess kids, teenagers, on bikes at a lamppost on like a street corner. Whether or not they lived together, I don't know. I hope they did because social distancing. But they were just they were just loitering, hanging about on the street corner. I was on my bike and I was waiting at the red traffic light, thinking, oh, red light, that's annoying, I've got to wait. But I'm glad I did have to wait because I got to witness something quite entertaining. I didn't see the actual act happen. But I did hear the boy go, Oh no! Oh no! I've been I've been pooed on by a bird! Oh god, that's it. I need to go home. I've been pooed on by a bird. Oh no. Do you think you can get it out with water? And his friend was just like, Don't be stupid, you're not going home because you've been pooed on by a bird. Like, live with it. And that was quite funny. And I enjoyed that interaction as well. Just a tiny little snippet I caught before the traffic light changed, I could cycle off. And then possibly the most entertaining thing I've seen this week on my daily exercise was a a mum, a quite young daughter and a dog on a walk in the park. The dog was really hyperactive. Like this dog was out of control. It was not on a lead. If you ask me, bad dog ownership, but but that's not what we're discussing here. It was kind of running all over the place. The kid was like chasing it. There were geese, there was a pond. The dog was like chasing the geese all over the place. They were jumping in the pond. It was great. And then and then the child running ahead with the dog is like, go on, dog, jump in the in the lake. And the dog jumps in the lake <laughs> in like the grimmest, most disgusting part of this little lake pond thing. Like loads of goo and gunk and dirt and whatever else. Dog gets filthy and soaked. The mum's fuming like really angry proper not being actually that nice to this kid but then (laughs) to rectify the situation the kid who can't have been older than about seven just goes to like hold the dog's front paws like she's holding its hand so it can lift itself up and i just thought that was really funny because obviously it couldn't do that because it's a dog but she was like oh yeah come on just grab onto me like it was a person and that was quite funny as well. So I've, just, I've been having good walks. I've been seeing some entertaining stuff. Have you seen anything good whilst you've been out recently? Anything anything that can top that? Anything that you've seen and gone, ha, that's quite funny. If you have, can you tell me about it, please? 07807183538. That's my text number. You send me a, a little message telling me what you've seen. If it's been anything good, entertaining, funny, weird, random, unexpected. What's been going on on your daily exercise? You can also send me an email, station at wizardradio.co.uk, get me on there, or Twitter, at wizardradio, Instagram, slide into the DMs, same address, or facebook.com slash wizardradio. 
there are many ways in which you can message me so there's no excuse for non-participation what have you been seeing on the walks on the runs on the bike rides just made you laugh let me know and i'll read a few out after 220 kid and this 21 pilots level of concern alec feldman on wizard radio please consume responsibly any kid in gracie that was don't need love on wizard radio i believe she performed that live from home on live from home last week but there's not much point me telling you that because i think it's been taken off catch up so if you missed it tough you'll never hear it again possibly but it was good you'll just have to take my word for it it's not like on wizard radio hello before that i played you some 21 pilots with level of concern which is also very good and the new song from the 1975 which i actually haven't heard yet but i'm told is very good is coming up next we can enjoy it together first though uh talking about kind of funny weird entertaining unexpected things that you've seen whilst taking your state sanctioned daily exercise you know, how you're allowed out once a day for a walk, run or jog or bike ride or whatever. Been seeing some good stuff. Saw a dog jump into a pond. Saw a guy, well, saw the aftermath of a guy getting pooed on by a bird. And I saw a school that is really quite keen to let you know that it's good. Which, by the way, is not even the best Ofsted grade you can get. Good is like the second one below outstanding. But they were very keen to tell everyone about that. So good on them. Well done, guys. Have a clap. Uh, Max sent me a message, actually. It says, whenever I go on my daily walk, I always see this girl a few houses down from my house making TikToks in her bedroom window. It's so funny because I don't think she's worked out that people can see her trying to learn dance moves and stuff like that. But it's so obvious. I'm trying to find her on TikTok at the moment to see the videos. But I don't know what her name is. It's such a weird thing to see someone filming a TikTok. It's true. I've seen a bit of this, actually. Wholesome parent content. I saw some parents, a mum and a dad in the park, filming their two girls doing like a TikTok dance. They were quite young and I was like, oh, that's cute. Parents being supportive of their kids' quest to become famous on TikTok. We love to see it. That was cute. Mm. I thought I thought you were going to say, Max, when he said, girl a few houses down. I thought you were talking like lockdown romance, girl next door kind of thing. Maybe it is. Maybe you fancy the pants off. <laughs> the TikTok girl, potentially. And that's why you're so keen to find her on TikTok so you can like slide into the DMs and be like, I love your TikToks. Interesting. Well, good luck with that if that's what's going on. If that's not what's going on, good luck trying to find her so you can see your road being famous, doing productive things in lockdown. Very nice. Jamie's been on saying, I made a mistake that I think you probably made once. Um, I went on my daily walk a bit later. Oh, oh, okay. No, I misunderstood. A mistake that you probably only... Yeah, I misread it. Never mind. Not me. Just someone, person, would only make once. I went on my daily walk a little bit later than usual this Thursday. You can probably see where this is going. Come on. I decided to walk around 7.45pm after dinner, and I went on a 20-minute walk. So just as I was getting back on my road, it was... 8pm ah, 8pm on Thursday what what happens at 8pm on Thursday is there something that happens I'm sure there is I, I, I just can't remember what it is it just rings a bell Jamie says I was very surprised when I turned the corner on my road and suddenly lots of people were clapping at me it took me a moment to work out what was going on and then I was just so embarrassed with everyone looking at me oh of course Thursday night, 8 o'clock, clap for the NHS. How could we forget? 
of course, yeah, bad timing. Very bad timing. And what did you do? Were you like waving at everyone and being like, oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, you're too kind. Oh, good to see you. Nice, thank you. Thank you very much. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks so much, everyone. <laughs> did you try and style it out or just like head down, walking fast, don't look at anyone, don't make eye contact, just get to your front door as soon as possible? I love it. Penny as well says, I think this is a very weird sighting on walks. How many builders and decorators seem to be, you know, building and decorating still? Do all people with these jobs have immunity to the coronavirus? I see them all the time. Basically the only people that I still see out the whole time. Hmm. I couldn't possibly tell you about that or what, what they're up to and whether they're allowed to be doing it. I don't know. I guess this is, you know, a matter not for us, for, for other people to think about, maybe, but naughty builders and decorators. Unless they're like key workers who are resurfacing roads and looking after like important infrastructure. They're, they're, they're good. They're allowed to keep going. They're fine. But maybe not painting someone's walls a new shade of Magnolia. That's not what we're about in lockdown. That's not allowed. Right. Are you ready for this new 1975 song? It's called If You're Too Shy, brackets, let me know. Wizard Radio, the 1975. If you're too shy, let me know. I'm Alec. Hello, afternoon. Benny, Benny, Ben, whatever it is. Let's play next. I have read an entertaining news story that I think is worth sharing with you about a child, a nine-week-old child, someone's beautiful, brand-new child. They're so proud. They're so in love with their new child. But, but all of a sudden, they they've realised that their child is a bit of a laughing stock because a quite unfortunate name that their child has been given and they only noticed when like family members suddenly went hang on a minute have you have you have you really named your child that it's it's a slightly pasta based name the child's first name is Elizabeth a lovely name their middle names are Anya Jane Elizabeth Anya Jane Liz Anya Liz Anya They've named their child after a pasta dish and they didn't even realise I'm, I'm enjoying this so much Possible missed opportunity though The headline is My family teased my baby because her name accidentally sounds like a pasta dish which is, which is fine You know, well done to Luke Matthews who wrote that for the Daily Mirror Good job, Luke. But I'm just saying, maybe next time you could go with something like, why didn't you Taglia tell me sooner? Taglia tell me, Taglia tell me. You could do that. You could do, I don't know, in for a penne, in for a pound. I named my child after pasta. Maybe when the child's a bit older, she's done GCSEs and A-levels. And, you know, you go on results day and your teacher's like, congratulations, she's passed her exams. <laughs> yeah. Yay, yay or bola, bolognese? Is that any good? I don't know. I just think I just think they could have done more with it than they did. It's disappointing. I'm disappointed. I, obviously, I wish, I wish all the best to Lasagna and all of her... No, I was going to say risotto friends, but that doesn't make sense because risotto doesn't sound like other. Okay, I'm done now. I'm done. I'm done. This is Benny, Super Lonely, Wizard Radio. Playing this for Lizanya. Benny, Super Lonely on Wizard Radio.
I've got some good news. A few weeks ago, we decided it would be wrong to continue with the radio feature. Someone's knocking at your door due to the fact that no one's allowed out of the house and we shouldn't be encouraging people to knock on anyone's door given the pandemic and lockdown. So instead, we changed it to someone Zooming you. Now, if you're familiar at all with the People's Postcode Lottery adverts, it doesn't go, someone Zooming you. It goes, someone's knocking at your door. Now, that left me with a, a conundrum. What do I do about the someone's knocking at your door theme music? The little jingle thing that we've got. Thankfully, after weeks of making it up on the fly, we have a solution. Someone's Zooming you. Somebody's ringing the bell. It sounds just like it did when I shouted over it, except slightly more polished. Welcome, everybody, to Someone Zooming You, radio's only feature based around the app Zoom. Actually, that might not be true. Definitely isn't. Oh, and that's not, it's not even true. Well, no. this, is, this is a disaster for the brand. Well, one of many radio features based around the, the app Zoom, but the only one based on the people's postcode lottery, yeah. and that's what matters. Yes. So someone in a second, I think, will, be, will, just, will call me up. On my phone, they'll zoom me, video call. Actually, that's on the computer. They'll they'll video call my computer, and it's up to me whether I answer or not. I don't really know who it's going to be, so I, I won't know necessarily if I want to answer them. The only circumstances under which that zoom call is getting answered is if someone can correctly guess who it is that's been zooming me. If they can, great, we'll get them on. If they can't, I'm rejecting that call. I will not be talking to them, and I will certainly not be changing my background for them. Absolutely not. So, to determine who's knocking, uh, who's zooming me, you get you get five questions. James asked them on behalf of everyone because otherwise that would be you know it'd be messy, it'd be complicated, it'd take ages. So James gets five yes/no questions, and from that you can guess who's zooming me. Hello. Hi, um, I'm very excited for this. Why? Because of the jingle. The jingle really locked it in. Um, but I'm I'm personally excited to hear what noise your Zoom makes. Okay, well... Oh, I forgot about that bit. I always forget about that bit. <laughs> you do. Well, um, come on. Let's see if someone zooms... Oh, someone's zooming you! That well-known Zoom sound. Yes. Someone Zooming me. Yes. It's come up on my screen. I, people don't actually call you on Zoom, do they? <laughs> you just they get do. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like a little thing pops up. Oh, I thought you'd just get a link. Okay. Well, someone Zooming me, but but who? Hmm. Are oh, they? Yeah. That person. Are, are they a man? Yes, they are, as it happens. Are they... Have they been on TV this week? Uh, I mean, I haven't watched all of TV all week. But, you but know, popular TV. Not this week, no. Interesting. Um, are they British? Yes. Um, are they known for a particular skill or talent? Yes. Okay. My last question's a bit rogue. Uh-huh. Are they known as a chef? 
No. Okay. Not Ainsley Hyatt. <laughs> it's already been Ainsley. I know, but Ainsley knocked. He didn't zoom. Well, he didn't. He actually fell down the chimney. Yeah, you're right. He did. No, yeah, that's so, all the questions. That is all the questions you've got. They're a man who hasn't been on TV this week. They're British. They are known for a particular skill. That skill's not being a chef, though. I have no idea whether they can cook or not. Who do you think it is? If you think you can guess, send me a message. 07807 is where you can find me. You can tweet me as well, at WizRadio, or on email, station at wizardradio.co.uk. Who's Zooming me? Should I pick up? It's a man who hasn't been on telly this week. British, known for a particular skill. That skill is not cooking, though. Do your worst. See what you can do. I will tell you who has been Zooming me, and we might even answer them. At about 10 to 4, no, 10 to 5 this afternoon. That's when it's all happening. In the meantime, I'll play some Hyman, some Little Mix, off the news at 2 minutes past 4. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. We all know that I am not cool in the slightest, and I don't listen to cool music, and nothing about me is cool. But if there were to be one song that would represent, like, the handshake tweet between me and cool people, it would be that. A song we can both agree on is quite a good. Hi, The Steps on Wizard Radio. Little Mix and Breakup song before that. Coming up, Loot and the new one from Sam Smith, Demi Lovato as well. First, though, let's just go back to good lockdown, bad lockdown. All the famous people are locked down. They're just like us, really, except they're in mansions and we're in, you know, flats. But other than that, we're all the same us and famous people one lockdown one human race but it's quite funny to see what they're they're all getting up to some of them are having a good time and doing good things and entertaining themselves and others and some of them are having a bit of a mare and embarrassing themselves and very much lowering their reputation and what people thought of them and so let's go let's go through a few see who's had a good lockdown who's had a bad lockdown i forgot about this last week but if people have had a good lockdown, they can have a cheer from some kids like this. But if they've had a bad lockdown, it's the trombone for them. So the first kids cheer of this week's good lockdown, bad lockdown, it goes to Matt Lucas and David Williams because they are comedians. They used to write together a very long time ago. Then they kind of broke up. David Williams went on. Britain's Got Talent as a judge and wrote kids' books. Matt Lucas was in Doctor Who and he did that baked potato song. They're, I think they've kind of made up now. They're friends again. And they used to do a sketch show called Little Britain. It was on the BBC in like 2003, four. It was it was interesting. It hasn't aged that well. There's a lot in it that is highly, highly problematic. But once, once you realise that and you realise that... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just choking on, on nothing. Once you realise that there are some things that maybe you shouldn't have done, it is very funny still. It's, it is it is funny. I'm sorry, but it's funny. And they brought it back. They did like a little mini sketch with loads of the old characters for that BBC Big Night In thing. And they were all on there. They were all like, obviously, just locking down in their houses in separate places. But they made costumes out of toilet rolls and pasta and they were doing the voices, and it was actually quite funny. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it a lot. So, good on them for bringing that back for charity. Matt Lucas, David Williams, you get a cheer. On the other hand, 
someone who's having a slightly worse lockdown. It's it's James Dyson. Now the the man James Dyson, the name Dyson will probably ring a bell because yes, he is the vacuum cleaner man. He is the man behind Dyson vacuum cleaners. That is his empire. Um, he's a very rich man. He has in the past done some business decisions that many people might think is not cool, such as relocating all of his production somewhere way cheaper than the UK. But on this occasion, credit to him, he spent £20 million of his own money researching how his factory would be able to make ventilators that the NHS would use. He was going to make 10,000 of them, but then the government told him that they didn't actually need them anymore. So that kind of sucks. It's, un- you know, it's unlucky. He tried to do an actually quite a nice thing, but it didn't work out. So James Dyson, I'm sorry, have a trombone. Next, someone who's having a good lockdown. It's the captain again. We mentioned him last week. He's been he's been a busy boy. Last week he raised 23 million quid for the NHS. This week he's got a number one single in the chart, making him the oldest person to have a number one in like the chart history. What's he gonna do next week? Is he gonna jump out of a plane? Um, become prime minister? Maybe I don't know. Break some kind of world record? The possibilities are endless for Captain Tom Moore, so good on him for two weeks of being quite impressive. A cheer for you, sir. On the other hand, someone who's endangering people and not helping raise any money and not helping make the world a better place, it's Donald, of course it is, with his dumb suggestion that you inject antibacterial gel to make yourself immune from coronavirus, which is both stupid and highly dangerous. So much so that companies who produce antibacterial gel have had to issue statements saying don't do this it's a terrible idea donald i'd I'd say i expected better but i really didn't have a trombone now i think this is a good lockdown although i'm not entirely sure we go to the royal family we go to the next in line to the throne prince charles the queen's son and on thursday night 8 p.m when it was clap for the NHS and clap for our carers, he put a video up on Twitter. I mean, it probably wasn't him doing the tweeting. It was one of his his staff members. It was him and his wife, Camilla, his second wife, Camilla, going out of their front door to clap for the NHS. It is the funniest thing I've seen all week. It's so awkward, especially Camilla. She she goes ahead of him. Charles goes behind her to, like, to close the door. She, like... She's kind of awkwardly, she's like, oh, is it time to clap now? She puts her hands together, it's like, oh no, it's not time to clap now. She does it again, it's like, oh no, not just yet. Then Charles starts clapping, Camilla starts clapping, they're both clapping really awkwardly. It just The whole thing is awkward. Camilla's face says, why am I doing this? This is stupid. What What? What am I? What have I married into? Charles, his face is more like, yes, well done, everybody. Well done. And it's it's so awkward possibly made even funnier by the fact that because they live in a massive house it's not like they've got any neighbors nearby that will also be clapping so it's just dead silence and them going it was the funniest thing i've seen all week i beg you seek out this video and watch it because it's great and so i'd call that a good lockdown for charles and camilla well done you deserve a cheer for your great clapping and sticking with the royal theme a couple of people that have had a slightly more ropey lockdown is, is Harry and Meghan. Do you, remember, do you remember back in the day, I used to talk about Meghan Markle a lot because I really fancied her. 
and then Harry married her, and I was like, oh, fine. I guess my chances are gone. But they've been in court. They've been in virtual court this week because it's lockdown, and they've sued some newspapers. I think possibly the Daily Mail about the whole Meghan's dad thing. I don't know. But basically, for that for that legal process, they had to publish publicly like share text messages that Harry and Meghan had sent to Meghan Markle's dad. So now we've seen them, which I don't know. Nobody wants their public tech private messages like read out in a virtual courtroom over Zoom. But also now we know that Prince Harry, who was at one point the third in line to the throne, texts using the letter U instead of spelling out the full word U. For them, I think it's been a bad lockdown. Uh, and that is this week's Good Lockdown, Bad Lockdown. We'll do it again next week. This is Loot, somebody else, Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, that was uh, Loot, I believe. It's somebody else. Yes, it was. I'm Alec Feldman. Hello. I have been sharing a cupboard. I've, I've suddenly found this out. I didn't realise that this was the situation, but it is. I'm not happy. My, my living situation is slightly odd at the moment. I'm not at uni in Leeds. I'm also not at home. I'm just kind of chilling in Manchester with a few friends and stuff because I've got work. It's complicated. It doesn't really matter why I'm here. I'm here. I'm living with a lot of other people. And so I was quite lucky, actually, that I thought I'd been given a whole cupboard to myself. And I was like, oh, brilliant. There's actually loads of room in here. It's really, really good of you that I can have a whole cupboard to put my food in. Thanks, guys. Except I discovered on on Thursday night that it wasn't actually exclusively my cupboard. I've actually been sharing it. I don't know how long I've been sharing it for, but I have been sharing it. And it, it's not with another person. Yeah, I was, I was sat in the kitchen. I was doing some work in the evening. Just me in there, quite quiet. And I just, I happened to catch something out the corner of my eye. And I was like, did I, did I just see something move? And it looked a lot like a tail. And the tail was just disappearing into a little gap in between two cupboards. It was like in the corner. And so it's going up. So it wasn't going into my cupboard or the cupboard next to it. It was just going through like a hollow a hollow bit in between. And I was just like, oh, no, not a mouse. That's not what I need right now. I'm already I'm mildly stressed. I'm going to be unemployed in five weeks. I've got a dissertation to write and loads of other uni exams. And on top of that, I appear to be sharing a cupboard with a mouse. Not fun. And like normally I would be kind of OK about the fact that it like it went through a gap, a hollow bit in between the cupboards, except the cupboard I have. It's, it's actually quite a crap cupboard because it has no back. The cupboard has no back. It's completely open on the wall side and there's loads of exposed pipes so not only does all my food go slightly warm when it's in this cupboard it's now home possibly potentially to a mouse i i don't know where this mouse has been it could have been running all over all my food it could have been eating my onions it could it could have been eating my granola nobody touches my granola and uh, yeah it just kind of grossed me out a bit and so a friday morning as soon as i could i put all of my stuff in tupperware it's all in like little plastic tubs now. Mouse proof, I hope. But I still feel a bit weird that I'm sharing a cupboard with a mouse. That's not on. That's not what I signed up to when I, I temporarily started living here. It's not not okay. I'm not happy about this. <laughs> Mice.
no thank you. Anyway, speaking of, of mice, this song has nothing to do with mice. I just felt like I needed a way to move on. This is a new song from Sam Smith and Demi Lovato. I'm ready, it's Wizard Radio. Sam Smith and Demi Lovato, that is I'm ready and it's on Wizard Radio. It's Alec here, hi. I'm going to be unemployed in about four and a half weeks. My degree finishes then. That's when I submit my last bit of work. After that, have I got a job lined up? Have I balls? No, I've got I've got nothing. I've got I've got six hours of work a week, and that's it. That does not that does not put pasta on your table. I'm telling you. So I'm slightly concerned about this, but obviously instead of just panicking and worrying because that's useless, I've been trying to come up with solutions. I've had an idea about a new career that I could go down. Maybe not a career, a new a new side hustle, a new way to make a bit of extra money. Are you aware of the website Fiverr? It's a website. You can sign up to it and you can advertise your creative services on it. So basically, people who are looking for, I don't know, a graphic designer or um, an artist, they can go on Fiverr and search for them and see if there's someone they like the look of and then commission them to make something, especially for them, and they they pay a little bit of money for it. It's usually quite cheap. It's not always a fiver, but it's usually around that mark. And I've got stuff on Fiverr in the past. I've got a few things. You know, you know the guy that sometimes talks on the show. The guy that's like Alec Feldman, comedy brands at least, or your money back. He's off Fiverr. Although quite why I paid him when I can do an impression myself, I don't know. But I was thinking I could get on Fiverr. I could join Fiverr. Another example of the kind of thing you could get off Fiverr is is this. I got this made for my ex-housemate's birthday last year. Do you remember OOB, the only other boy that I lived with? It was his birthday. So I paid a man on Fiverr to dress up in a police hat and some weird, like, braces thing, but, but very little else, and deliver this message on the occasion of his birthday. I just wanted to wish you a very happy birthday! I hope you're a good boy today! Uh, uh, uh. Lots of love! You see, that's the kind of weird stuff that you're able to purchase on Fiverr. You can make people do anything. Because obviously, everyone wants you to choose them, so they kind of have to come up with their own weird little niche that gets people to to choose them to record the message or whatever it happens to be. That was a that was a video message, and I was thinking that's what I could go into. I could deliver video messages on Fiverr for money. Uh, there was another guy I got a message done for Boltonian girl's birthday once. Um, he was dressed up as Jesus. He was a Jesus impersonator. You really can get anything on Fiverr. I want to get on board. I want money and I'm willing to do anything to get said money. So I'm joining Fiverr, but what should my unique offering be? What should I dress up as? What should I do an impression of? How do I get people to choose me to deliver their weird birthday messages over the Jesus impersonator or the weird policeman stripper guy? Tell me, what should I be? I need suggestions. So if you've got, if you've got any ideas, Send me a message on 07807-183-538. Or you can send me an email instead. Alex. No, that's I was about to give up my personal email address there. <laughs> oh, I must be tired. Station at wizardradio.co.uk. Please, 
please don't email my personal email address. Well, you can if you want. I don't really, I don't really mind. <laughs> don't sign me up to spam emails, though. What, what should I be on Fiverr is the point here. What weird, unique offering should I make to people so that they, they pay me to record weird messages? Station at wizardradio.co.uk or 07807 183 538. I'll read a few of the messages out and we can decide what I should be in a bit. First, though, got a new, they're quite new, a new, a new bandish to play you. I say band, more like a double act. They're called Surfaces, and I've done some research. I found out some facts about Surfaces so that when I play the song, I can sound knowledgeable and like a real radio presenter, which I'm quite clearly not because I almost gave out my personal email address on the radio. So, without further ado, do you want a six second guide to Surfaces? Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Surfaces are identical twin brothers from Texas. They were raised as cowboys, meaning they've been able to ride a horse from the age of four, and despite only being 19 now, they've already accumulated an impressive collection of Stetson hats. They both decided to leave the cowboy life at 16, when they realised that there aren't many job opportunities for cowboys anymore. Instead, they worked on music in the hope that it would rescue them from a life of horses, saloon bars and showdowns. They also couldn't stand country music, which was a contributing factor. Initially, they wanted to be a solo act, with either of them playing the part of Surfaces at any one time, potentially even allowing them to be in the same place, two different places, sorry, at once. But then they realised there were tax benefits of being a double act, so they doubled up instead. This has led to passionate debate amongst their fan base over which twin is cuter. Despite them being identical, those who fancy Colin more are known as caterpillars, whilst those who prefer forest identify as trees. And that is Surfaces in 60 Seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5. Lady Gaga and Stupid Love on Wizard Radio. Surfaces and Sunday Best before that. I'm Alec, playing Dylan and Dooley before Miles is on at 5 o'clock. I asked just before, what should I be on the website Fiverr? It's a website where you can basically pay people to do whatever random stuff you want. And they will, they'll do it, basically. You can make them record stuff and film stuff. And some people, you can get them to record little like birthday greeting messages, but in loads of weird characters, like the guy who was dressed as a, a policeman stripper thing, or the guy dressed as Jesus. What should my thing be? I want to go on Fiverr because man's got to eat, you know. When I'm, I'm unemployed, got to do something to pass the time and earn a bit of money. Why not Fiverr? I'm sure people are still buying stuff off Fiverr in a pandemic, right? So what should my novelty be? Samantha says, I can't believe I remember this, Alec, because, um, because you normally cut your own hair. I think you said that once. Your Fiverr offering should be as a barber. I know that might be quite difficult to do at the moment with social distancing and all that. So in the meantime, maybe you could do tutorials or walkthroughs on Zoom. Samantha, well done to you. Have a shiny, well done for listening badge because you've been listening hard. Yes, I I do cut my own hair. I've mentioned this probably a couple of times, yeah. Am I confident enough in my own ability to cut hair that I would charge people so I could do tutorials? Probably not at this point. It's a nice idea. I just I can't see people buying into it because they'd say, well, what are your qualifications? And I'd say, well, I've, I've cut my hair for the last six years, but I don't really cut anyone else's. And they'll be like, hmm, no thanks. So it, it is an idea. I don't think that is 
the best skill I could offer necessarily. I don't think the uptake would be the best just because I'm not really qualified to teach people how to cut hair. There are actual barbers who you can pay to teach you how to cut hair. Why would people come to me? I don't see it happening personally, which is a shame. But I, I just don't think it's likely. Zoe says, I've got two very practical ideas, Alec. Either you should become a voiceover artist because you obviously have a good voice for the radio or whatever it is the guy in that clip you played does. You could do that easily. It seems fairly achievable and who knows, you could end up enjoying it. You mean you mean the clip of the, the policeman birthday message? I almost feel like we should hear it again. Are we able to hear it again? I, th I think we can hear it again in about five seconds time so bear with me basically this is what i got for my my ex-housemate on his birthday from a guy off five which is what kind of inspired me i just wanted to wish you a very happy birthday i hope you're a good boy today uh, uh, uh. lots of love Like Zoe saying I could do whatever the guy in that clip I played does. She she means I should become a weird sort of stripper policeman with a with a bat on and deliver very suggestive birthday messages in a Lithuanian accent. I think that guy is actually from Lithuania, so he's not putting the accent on. Do I should I do I put the accent on? That's not really okay, is it? No, I can't do that. Uh, yeah, so that's a good shout. Either voiceover or suggestive policeman. I'm liking that more. But then, but then suggestive policeman's already taken. That's what this guy's doing. I can't steal his thing. I need to come up with my own thing that's original and creative. Suggestive fireman. Suggestive doctor. Maybe that kind of thing. I guess just go with like Halloween costumes. But in video form maybe would be a good start. Will says... I have a job I think you could quite uniquely do, Alec. You should hire yourself out as a commentator to someone's life. You know, almost like the, the wandering, slightly cautious, but overall optimistic voice in someone's head. The person paying you would need to put a camera on their head so you can see what they see. Then they phone you, put headphones on so they can hear you, and you just narrate their life into their ears. It would be very funny or very annoying. Maybe both, says Will. What an idea. This. When you say you have a job, is that you being like, oh, here's an idea? Or is that you being like, I have this job. This is the job that I do. I would be quite impressed if Will was a life narrator. I think he probably just means, oh, here's an idea and not, this is my job. You should do it too. Which is a shame because I would love it if, if that was your real job. That's a great idea. That could work. As long as people were willing to walk around with, with webcams on their head. But if they were, well, I could be like David Attenborough, but for people. Just like, oh, they're going to the kettle. But will this cup of tea be high quality or will it be tasteless and murky? Only time can tell. I could do that. That's my audition right there. Perfect. I'm using this on my demo when I become a life narrator on Fiverr. Great idea, Will. Thank you so much. You are a genius. Molly, I think you should hire yourself as a really responsible and acceptable date for someone. Let's say someone has a boyfriend that their parents don't approve of. You actually act and pretend to be the boyfriend. You pick up the girl from their house, drive them away, then you drop them off at a meeting point with their actual boyfriend and also run a collection service to bring the girl back home at the end of the date. What parent would say no to innocent, responsible and harmless Alec? 
That's also true. I am innocent and responsible and harmless. I am a person that your parents would love. What a great idea. I could be your fake boyfriend. The only trouble with that idea, Molly. Otherwise, an impeccable idea and I'd do it. Can't really do it in lockdown, which is kind of why I think five is a good idea because you can do that in lockdown. But other than that, great idea. There's been some incredible ideas. I wish I was smart enough to think of these. I could become a responsible fake date. I could become a life commentator or just a suggestive sexy policeman wearing no top to deliver suggestive and cringeworthy birthday messages. Excellent ideas. Thank you so much for all your help. Coming soon to Fiverr, me doing some or all of those things. Trust me, I'm going to be minted. This time next year, millionaire. You heard it here first. Or broken, humiliated. Probably that one instead. We'll find out who was Zooming me in a second after Dylan and your issues on Wizard Radio. Zooming you. Somebody's ringing the bell. Not bad for something I knocked up in about five minutes, is it? That is the new theme tune to someone zooming you, the temporary replacement for as long as lockdown lasts, for someone's knocking at your door. I'm Alec Feldman, I am your host, and someone about an hour ago called me on Zoom. Wasn't expecting their call. The only circumstances under which I'll pick up is if one of you can correctly guess who is zooming me. We know that they're a man. We know that they haven't been on TV this week. They're British. They're not known for a particular skill. Oh no, they are known for a particular skill. But that that skill is not being a chef. Who are they? Who's who's zooming me? Well, your guesses are coming in. I have some in front of me. Samantha, I can't believe. Oh no, that's <laughs> sorry. That's the, I've already read that one. That's about Fiverr. This is Eloise's message for someone zooming you. Is it Boris Johnson? He's a man. He has been on TV for weeks now. He's British and he's not known as a chef, but he does have a very well-known skill. He's a great impressionist. Have you seen his various impressions and voices that he does on the TV? Pretending he doesn't understand the question, pretending to know answers, pretending to be a leader. He's very talented. If he's zooming you, I have a lot of questions to ask him. Oh, come on, Eloise. Don't be mean. He's, he's ill. But, but I don't necessarily dispute any of those points but let the man rest it's not him zooming me I, I don't think he's got my email address so he wouldn't be able to send me the zoom invite unfortunately although i suppose they do they, they they they'd be able to find me if they wanted to i suppose they are the government and it's not exactly a difficult email address it's not boris johnson though i i see what you've done but it's not him i feel like he probably has been on tv though like in recent weeks just because of the news even if he's been ill, there'll still be his face plastered all over the news channels. So it's not its not BJ, not him. Sean, I know you've literally said it wasn't this guy. There's always one. Is it Ainsley Harriet? My theory, Alec, is that Ainsley Harriet may be a chef, but he's also a TV personality. And the wording with this person is not known as a chef. I think a lot of people now know Ainsley Harriet more as a TV presenter than a chef, to be honest. So is Ainsley Harriet zooming you? No! I can't believe this. People used to message in every week saying, is it Ainsley Harriet? Is it Ainsley Harriet? And every week I was like, no, it's not Ainsley Harriet. Then we did Ainsley Harriet. Ainsley Harriet fell down my chimney at Christmas. And I thought maybe that'll put, put a stop to it. But no, people are still messaging, asking if it's Ainsley Harriet. It's not Ainsley Harriet. It's not. It's not Ainsley Harriet. I literally said it's not Ainsley Harriet. Come on, Sean. I'm not double bluffing you. I'm really not that intelligent. It, it's not him. And I, people really not know that Andy Harry is a chef. Come on, ready, steady, cook. Classic. 
used to watch that if I was home from nursery early and see BBC hadn't started yet. Oh. It's not only Harriet. You're wrong. Never message again. I'm joking. You can message again. Please message again. I'm sorry. It's not Ainsley, Harriet. I feel like I, I got oddly worked up at the idea that it might be Ainsley Harriet. That was weird. I'm tired. It's been a, it's been a long day. Lauren says, I've just realised this person's British. He's a man who wasn't on TV this week because he doesn't really do TV. He's a very well-known actor, though, who isn't known as a chef. It's Christian Bale. I was today years old when I found out he was actually British. You learn new things every day. I feel like the main thing you're going off there is that Christian Bale's British. Um, is it Christian Bale who's zooming me, though? No, it is not. Um, he's an English actor, according to his Wikipedia page, who is known for his intense method acting style, often transforming his body drastically for roles. It's not him. No, I, I don't really see why it would be necessarily, but I also don't see why it wouldn't be. So it's a valid guess, but no. And finally, Archie, I have two guesses, which I know is cheating, but if I get one of them right, then can I get the point, please? Maybe. My first guess is Simon Cowell. His skill is making TV shows. He's a British man. He's not on TV this week. And shocks me that he's not on TV at the moment, because usually he's very good at taking it on. Cal? No. A good guess, but not Cal. The other guess is Sasha Baron Cohen from Archie. The comedian. I'm also shocked he hasn't been on TV lately. British people forget about him very quickly. That's true. Sasha Baron Cohen, he was Bruno and the dictator and the guy in Grimsby and the guy in that show, This Is America. Is it him? That'd be quite random. I'd like a call on Zoom off Sasha Baron Cohen. But no, it's not him. That is the last guess we've got time for. I've, I've got to go in a minute. I, I can tell you, I suppose, that the person who was Zooming me, who we now won't talk to because nobody guessed it, it was Charles Ingram. Charles Ingram, who was the man who successfully won a million pounds on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, then got taken to court and found guilty of cheating by coughing, and then was the star of a musical called Quiz, and the TV show that was on ITV last week, not this week, last week, called Quiz about him and his wife and how they allegedly cheated on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <sighs> And that, everyone, is the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. I've had a lot of fun today. It's been a good one. I've enjoyed it very much. So thanks for all your messages as well and your guesses and your suggestions for what I can do on Fiverr. There'll be a podcast up shortly after the show if you would like to listen to that. It's called Alec Feldman, the podcast. Have a good week. Look after yourselves and enjoy Miles Pekorski, who's coming up after Dua Lipa. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.